So we're starting the podcast again, and this is for the one and only Kylie. So on three, everybody say, hey, Kylie, one, two, three. Hey, Yes. I don't know if she can hear you. Everybody said they love you, Kylie. So when you listen, she has cheer practice, so she can't come on Wednesday nights right now. All right. So the life we've been doing this um, the last couple weeks with um, going through the book of Matthew and talking about the the life. You know, the life as our world sees it compared to the life as Scripture sees it. Um, We're probably going to go this week and um, probably next week will be the last week. Um, I'm not completely positive this week might be the last week, but I will let you know. Um, But to get us started, so the other day, um, how many of you ever come in contact with people that, that you could just smack them? Like, you feel like you just need a good smacking. Like, if, if there's one thing that you need in your life to make your life complete right now is for me not to punch, right? Because you don't want to, like, necessarily hurt someone, but just to smack them. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's embarrassing, you want to kind of embarrass them, so you smack them. Uh, listen, I had to talk to this lady the other day at work. And this was that person. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, this lady needs someone just to smack her real good. Like, just once. One smack, right? Um, so we've got this new person on our team, and she's never really dealt with someone kind of going crazy psycho on her. Um, that happens at my work sometimes. I've been cussed out. I've been... You know, all these things, people yell at me all the time. One guy called me an ignorant racist person. I was like, okay, cool, sorry. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ignorant. I guess I'm ignorant towards certain things, but I'm not racist. I know that for sure. Um, But this lady, she really got to me. Um, She had been talking to this new person on our team and, and here's the thing. I don't know if this was mine or not. Was this anybody's? I'm drinking it anyways. I love whoever this belonged to. I think mine. I hope so. (laughs) Is anybody sick? All right, we're good. (laughs) No, I'm good. Um, So here's the thing. This lady's been mean to this girl. And she's kind of panicking. She's like, I don't know what to say. Can you, can you do this? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, so send her to me. So I'm talking to this lady, man, and she's not. At one point, I just stopped talking for like five minutes and just let her yell. And I just sat there. I didn't say a word, and she just kept going and going and going. And finally, she stopped talking, and it was silence for a good three seconds. And I said, can I speak now? right I mean that's the only way I know to handle that but here's the part that got me I'm trying to explain to her what's going on in her situation and and in her leave and all this stuff and she starts saying this well let me tell you something here sweetheart (laughs) 
It's very condescending, right? Like, who do you think you are belittling me, right? You can, I mean, this lady's been cussing, she's been yelling, and the minute she started, well, well, and she's got this little laugh, this little smirky laugh going on, and she's like, ha, listen here, sweetheart, let me tell you how this is going to work, honey. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to come to your house and smack you, right? Like, that's how this is going to work. See, here's the thing. Um, the temptation to tell her how I really felt, right? The temptation to call her names back was extremely strong. Like, I had this strong desire to be like, you know what you are? And just call her something bad that I'm going to say, right? You're a butt, right? And like, no. Um, but here's the thing. Um, what did you just say, Savannah? Okay, so in my word, in my in my in my notes right here, I have this written down. Good job, two claps for Savannah. But that goes against the character of Jesus. See, get this. Here's the thing: as bad as we want to sometimes just smack people and punch people and just tell people off and call people names and and just tell them how we feel and and then we can just explain it off well she did this to me or he did this to me he said this he deserved it right um you've got to ask yourself does that go against the character of jesus right see here's the thing if we're honest much of our lives the temptations in our lives the actions in our lives it goes against the very character of Jesus Christ. It goes against the character of God. It goes against the expectation that God has for us. What's God's expectation for us? Don't sin. Don't nice. sin. To be nice. To be perfect. Right? How many of you can live up to that expectation? None of us. Because we can't be perfect. Outside of Jesus Christ, there's nothing good within us. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. This is a problem because we are called to be disciples. We are called to be disciples, creating more disciples. Discipleship, disciples making disciples, meaning that we should be growing to be more like Jesus every day instead of growing to be unlike Jesus, which if I told that lady how I felt would be like Jesus, right? See, in this text, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, Uh, If you've got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 29. Um, In this text we're reading, Jesus gives us three specific examples of what it looks like to be a real disciple. And he also gives us three examples to go along with those of what it looks like to not be a a disciple of Jesus Christ. All right? So so we're going to look at these things. We're going to call these things warnings. Everybody say warnings. All right, so Jesus is going to give us three warnings right here, and he's going to say, here's the scenario in your life. Whenever you go through this scenario, here's what it looks like to be like Jesus. Here's what it looks like to be a disciple. And on the contrary, here's what it looks like to be not a a disciple, right? To be the opposite of a disciple. Um, These these are the, these three things in Scripture, these are the flashy lights, right? Like the flashy lights sign, you signal mountain people, y'all know what I'm talking about, the flashy lights sign? Um, somebody, come on, tell me what the flashy lights sign are. No, 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 you signal in the W, yes, praise God, we got flashy lights on the W, right? I, I've heard that from so many people and it cracks me up. 
Like, I get the excitement. I understand. But see, here's the thing. Um, it's the flashy lights that tell big trucks not to go up and down the W because they get stuck. And for whatever reason, they still go up and down the W. They don't pay attention to the flashy lights. Um, so here's the thing. We ignore these flashy lights. We ignore these warnings from Jesus Christ, and we get stuck in our lives. Right? Like, let's read, and we're going to break down each one. All right, so Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. I'm going to pray first. <clears throat> I'm having trouble with my voice right now, so I'm sorry. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time together. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just speak through me tonight, God, I pray that you would just pierce our hearts with your word and that, that we would leave here better than the way that we came. And it's your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 says this. Here's warning number one. Um, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Who's heard that scripture before? Raise your hand. Yeah, we've heard that scripture, right? Like, like the way to Christ is narrow. It's more difficult. Here, here's warning number one. Um, and, and we should have this up here. Fitting in. Fitting in is warning number one. I mean, think about this. Look at this text. Um, he says, enter through the narrow gate. Okay, so, so enter through the small gate, the one that's more difficult to get through, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who enter it. Here's what you got to understand about this text. Um, Jesus Christ is actually referring to ancient cities. Okay, so like a lot of these cities back in this time, you've got to understand they would be, um, they would have these big walls surrounding them, right? So like, um, you know, President Trump's not doing like a biblical thing necessarily with his, his so-called wall that he's building, but it's kind of that idea, right? Like, like he's building a wall in these cities, man, they would build a wall around their cities and it'd be for protection and and, and there would be gates, and that's how you would enter the cities. Um, they, they were surrounded by walls. Uh, some of those connected with great avenues to the city. They were broad. They were considered like the highways, right? Like you're not taking back roads to get through these. They're big gates. They're big roadways. Others, for more private purposes, were narrow, and few would be seen entering them. So, so Christ here um, is saying, here's the path to heaven. Right, so, so get this picture that he's painting. He's taking this idea that they have. They've got these cities. They've got these gates. Typically, people travel on the more broad way because it's the easier way into the city. But occasionally, you find a little gate, and you didn't really see people go in those all the time. You know, it's very rare. Um, so Jesus uses that, and he's saying, listen, the small gate's the path to heaven. It's narrow. It's not the great highway that men tread. Like, few go there. Here and there, you may see one traveling all by himself, right? right? See, and here's the thing. The way to death, on the other hand, is broad. Multitudes are in it. it. It's the great highway in which men go. They fall into it easily and without effort and go without thought. See, Jesus is warning us about the trap of falling into peer pressure. 
He's saying, listen, whenever you look at your friends and, and you look at the avenue that they're taking with their lives and you're looking at the path that they're going, most likely most of your friends, most of your peers at school, they're going to appear to be going the same way because here's the thing, that's the easy way. That's the easy way because, um, l- let's see why it might be easy. You might not get made fun of going that way. You just fit in with the crowd. You just blend right in, right? You don't have to make many des- decisions going that way. You, you just wear these ridiculous tall socks and look ridiculous because that's what everybody does, right? <laughs> I still don't get it. I pick on Andrew because he told me I'm a dad because I wear short socks. Right? My bad. So here's the thing. It's the easy way to go, man. Like, it's easy to fit in at school. It's easy to want to be popular it's easy to want to be just kind of the common person at school Um, but it's a little bit more difficult to actually live for Christ it's a little bit more difficult not to use um, worldly language when we're when we're telling jokes at school right like it's a little bit harder to fit in when maybe you don't listen to um, I don't know crap like Justin Bieber Right? <laughs> like, like, think about it. <laughs> she threw a shoe at me. <laughs> um, think, <laughs> think about it, man. Like, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to live for Jesus. It's a little bit more difficult to do these things. And here's why. Because it's not considered cool. Because it's not considered popular. Because it's not the, the, the greatest idea in the world to save yourself for marriage. It's not the best thing in the world to say, no, I'm not going to drink. No, I'm not going to do drugs. Because I live for Jesus Christ. Because you'll be looked at funny. You'll, your friends, they'll think things of you. Um, but here's the thing. Jesus says, steer away from that big broad road. Steer away from the path that all of your friends are going on because they're going towards destruction. And he says, follow me. Follow my path. Even though it's hard, even though it's difficult. How many of y'all have ever said, um, and you've been there. Okay, so I'll make this one personal, right? Growing up. I'm in high school, and I want to go somewhere after a football game. And my mom says no. <laughs> Anybody? And what's our response? But mom, Trey's going. <laughs> Trey's mom is letting her go, <laughs> letting him go, right? Hey, in true story, my best friend's Trey. Y'all heard about him. Some of y'all have met him. Some of you played Xbox with him, right? And, and, and what's mom's response? What's my mother's response? Well, do I look like Trey's mama? And I'm like, no, you're white. <laughs> right? No, don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> that would get you in more trouble, right? Like, that's the automatic response, right? Well, do I look like Trey's mama? Man, like you, you can't argue with it. 
<laughs> Why? Because I said so. That's not a real reason. Go to your room. Oh, come on. Right? I'm 18. And if you have this idea that you're in high school and you turned 18 and you can do whatever you want, you have a rude awakening. <laughs> because the, 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 the responses are going to be the same. They're just going to come out differently. Like, as in, yeah, you're 18, go pay your own bills. <laughs> right? Yeah, see, I mean, you, and you can't argue with it, right? It, it just turns into like this weird mom dictionary. It's like they have meetings every like Tuesday morning while you're at school to come up with ridiculous reasons why you can't do things that you won't understand, right? But you have no argument because they're all true. It's amazing. It's just a mom thing. You'll learn one day. Um, see, here's the thing. Um, here's what I would say to you, Right? Here's what I would say to you. Um, be careful. Be careful with who you surround yourself with. And we see this right here in verse 15. If we move on to the second warning, look at this, verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Get this, verse 15, and I want you to focus in on this. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, Okay, so, so beware of those people in your life that look like they have their lives together. But it's false. It's fake. Beware of those people that, that make you actually believe that they want what's best for you because it's not real. Right? And, and get this, it says, because they come, um, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So they come off as if they care about you. They come off with this idea that I love you. They come off with this, this thing that, that they actually care about uh, a meaningful relationship, but really all they care about is themselves. Right? And, and like, here's the thing. Like, I could tell you of examples and stories and times after times where I've seen people like give in to to believe that this, this guy truly loves them, right? Or, or this person truly cares about them. I have a perfect example, right? Like, and I've told most of you this story. Uh, whenever I was in high school and I was 17 and, and I was hanging out with these guys and, and listen, like pay attention to people, pay attention to who you're around. Okay. So, the, so this guy that I thought was my friend, he was this cool dude. He had an Escalade with like 24 inch rims and they were spinners and like a, a $4,000 system in his Escalade. And he worked at Winn-Dixie. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> You know, but I'm just this dumb 17-year-old. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. Like he's selling crack out of the deli. You know what I'm saying? Like how else would you have that car? And here I am hanging out with this guy. So we get this brilliant idea. My, friend, my, my parents are going out of town, and I convinced them to let me stay because I'm going to go stay the night at Brandon's house. 
right? My friend Brandon, his name's Brandon Battles. We were really good friends in high school. Well, Brandon's parents were going out of town also, um, but my mom didn't know that, and his mom didn't know my parents were going out of town, so they were, he was like, hey, listen, can I stay home? I'm going to go to Chris's house, and I'll go to Chris's church, and I was like, can I stay home? I'll go to Brandon's house, and we're going to go to Brandon's church. It never ends well, <laughs> okay? True. Just trust me, okay? It doesn't end well. They find out it's this weird psychologic thing that parents do. Um, but here's the thing. I decided to go out, and I decided to go out to this party, and I, and, and I had too much to drink. And, and the 27-year-old that cared about me that was so cool and that was so meaningful in me, um, he, his idea of handling the situation so that he doesn't get arrested because he's 27 and he bought beer for a 17-year-old and he bought liquor for a 17-year-old, um, let's dump him on the side of 27 in between uh, Morrison Springs Road exit and 153. True story, right? So, so like that night, um, because I had so much to drink... Um, the only reason I didn't get arrested was because I had to go to the hospital to get my stomach pumped. What happens if he ditches me in a ditch on the side of 27? Like, how scary is that to think? Man, and it was because, um, it was because I didn't have someone pointing out these warnings saying, uh, oh yeah, the second warning, I don't think I told you, was poor guidance. Be careful who you hang out with. I didn't have this idea. I didn't have th- this knowledge to say, hey, this guy is bearing bad fruit. This guy is a bad example for you. This guy is a bad person for you to be around. So stay away from that because he doesn't care about you. See, and here's the thing. Um, most of you girls, the minute that a boy is cute and he, he has nice abs and he takes his shirt off and says, I love you, <laughs> right? Like, and it goes something like that. You are sold, <laughs> right? And like you don't, <laughs> you don't see that the dude's like just trash, redneck guy that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, one day the abs are going to go away. One day the, the fascination is going to go away and you're stuck with, with this, right? And it's a sad day in your life when you realize it. You've been married to him for like 11 years. And, and, and sometimes I'm convinced that Brandy, she gets this idea and maybe she's daydreaming or something. And she's, and she's got this idea of what we look like, what I looked like whenever we started dating. And then she sees me because she looks at me like this. <laughs> right? Like I'm telling you, it's not, it doesn't always end in the way you're picturing it ending. <laughs> See, but here's the thing. Because you buy into this idea that, hey, he said he loves me, that means he wants what's best for me. Like, no, that's not always true. Like, like just because you have that friend that backs you up when everything's going well whenever whenever you turned 18 and you bought some lottery tickets and you won like three billion bucks and you've got all these friends and 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 everybody cares about you you don't buy into that because things are going good what happens when things go bad right like that dude was my friend until things went bad See, and I just had to go through that experience. 
thankfully God had some sort of grace, God had some sort of mercy on my life to say, no, I'm not done with him yet. So, so he kind of rescued me from that situation and, and I can use those examples and I can use those stories to tell you that, that just buying into that lifestyle doesn't make you cool. In fact, it kind of makes you a loser, right? Like that's my argument to you. Um, don't buy into this idea that you give in to peer pressure because that's what your friends are doing and your friends care about you and your friends want what's best for you. Your friends that are trying to tempt you into that lifestyle, all they care about is getting what's best for them. The illustration that I could think of was Carson. Everybody's, most of y'all got siblings, right? Like you've been here, especially if you're the oldest sibling. If you're the youngest, you've been taken advantage of. Trust me. Okay, because I did it to my brother. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Carson really wanted to play on Brady's phone because there was this new game he downloaded, and he really wanted it. And he had his iPad, but it, the, the one problem was Emerson had his phone, had Brady's phone, right? So what does Carson do? He starts telling her how great this game is on his iPad. <laughs> he's like, look, Emerson. And he gets this sweet little voice. And he's like, look, Emerson. Look, this, this game, it's so fun. Like, you get to do this, and, and it's fun. You'll love this game. Why don't you play this game? And it's like football or something. Like, come on, man. She don't care. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, here, give me the iPad and, or give me mommy's phone. That, that, there's no good games on mommy's phone. All the good games are on my iPad and they swapped so he could get it. Like he manipulated her. A little stinker, right? I remember being in school and I talked to this kindergartner. I was in third grade and I convinced him that, uh, um, <laughs> that, that a nickel was better than a dime because it was bigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I needed some extra money. So we swapped. I was like, man, look, look how big this nickel is give me your dime i'll give you the nickel <laughs> you know what i'm saying it makes sense like if you need extra money tucker will buy into that okay so go for it um <laughs> you know that 50 on that bill it stands for 50 cents so trade him a dollar it works out <laughs> listen here's the thing pay attention to your surroundings it says good fruit does not come from bad trees. If you pay attention to the people you're hanging out with, it's going to be obvious that that's not a person you should be best friends with. It's going to be obvious that that's someone you shouldn't be dating. Right? I mean, think about it, man. Like, think about it. And then the, the third warning, the last one. The third warning, false gods. Look at this, Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and, and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Jesus, is, Jesus uses this illustration of these two builders, right? And he's drawing a picture of when, essentially in, in the best way I can describe it, of when life sucks. How many of y'all agree life sucks sometimes? Like life sucks when you lose your grandmother. 
Like life sucks whenever your parents are going through a divorce. Life sucks whenever uh, your parents uh, find out, maybe your mom finds out she's got cancer or, your, or your, your brother finds out he's got some kind of terminal illness. Life sucks when you're going through bankruptcy. Life just sucks sometimes and you don't have the answers. And Jesus says, listen, here's the thing. The difference between these two men um, is one of them had faith on me. Like one of them built everything they have on me, the rock. And the other one built his life on his job. The other one built his life on football. The other one built his life on money. The other one built his life on the cutest boyfriend or girlfriend. The other, when you're building your life on those things and, and life comes crashing down on you and life starts sucking, your, your whole world's just going to crash. Right? And it's because we, we have false gods, and Jesus is warning against that. See, see here's the thing. Um, life isn't always going to be easy. Life isn't always fun. Life doesn't always, um, you know, give you lemonade. And listen, some point, someone's going to say, hey, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And you're going to say, bull crap, right? Like, I, I don't want to hear that. Like, like, my life doesn't even give me lemons right now. Life is giving me dog poo. What should I do with that, right? Like, fertilize the yard? No. Like, you can't do anything good with dog poo. Yeah, throw it in, you know? Like, like I just want to smack people and throw poo at people, and that, that's what I want to do right now because life stinks. Um, here's the thing. There's no getting out of that, but what you can handle is how you respond. Right? You see, if you start leaning on worldly things, you're going to fail to find true hope in your life, but if you lean on God, He will be your hope. And then right in the middle of this text that we read, let me read you this, then we're done. Verses 21 through 23 says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Like, don't let that be you. Listen, I'm going to close this in prayer. Or I might make Scott close this in prayer. But if that's you, man, and, and you are questioning your salvation, if you're even just unsure, if you think you're saved, but you're like, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm unsure, man. Come talk to me. If you're not talking to me, go talk to Melinda. Go talk to, to one of the leaders in our youth group, right? Like, if you're uncomfortable with that, go talk to Savannah, girls. Like, guys, go talk to Scott. Like, that's what we're here for, right? And lean on each other. Be picky about who your friends are. Everybody lock up. Let's pray. Your Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night. God, I thank you for this message. God, I pray, Lord, that somehow, some way, God, these students saw through um, my awkwardness and silliness and, and just received something from your word tonight, God. Um, Lord, I pray that if there's someone here that doesn't know you, God, as Lord and Savior, that, that you would just work on their hearts and that they would come to one of us, whether it's myself or one of the other leaders or, or even one of their peers, God. 
Lord, I pray that, that in that moment, say someone does go to Scott or Savannah, God, that you would give them strength and courage and, and, and the wisdom that they need to, to just encourage each other. Um, and that goes for all of them. God, I pray that you would just be with us as we go to school, not to try too hard to fit in, but, but God, that we would try to please you in everything that we say and do. And help us to be an encouragement um, tomorrow and Friday for the rest of this week. God, I pray that each student here would try to find someone to encourage this week. Um, and you'd give them strength to do that. Keep us safe and uh, bring us back on Sunday. And it's your name I pray. Amen.